And I grew some very close friends here as I came on staff here. But I came on here knowing nobody. I came from a really close-knit church. I came from a really close-knit worship team to where I didn't know a single person. But you know what? We were intentional. And through the years, we've been intentional and I have some really good relationships, some close relationships, some safe relationships. It is the same way with him. Except, he lives inside of me. He gets me more than anybody gets me. Isn't that cool? Like, he gets us. I mean, he gets us more. Sometimes I go, why am I reacting that way? And I need him to tell me about me. But there's one thing that he really loves to do, and he likes to tell us about Jesus. We read about that in John. And a lot of my set today was about that. Just come and glorify Jesus. I want to know you. Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom, Spirit of revelation, come tell us of Jesus. He loves to do that. And he said he would do that. Jesus said, I'm sending him, that, and he's going to tell you about me everything that's mine, he'll disclose it to you, not all at once, but he's gonna open it up to you. That's like amazing, amazing gift. Okay, so the principle is we walk in the spirit by talking with the spirit. And the fundamental way to do that is by maintaining an active dialogue with the indwelling spirit. And this is key. This is key to our renewal and transformation. You know, the best part of my weekend was when I began to go through this, these notes and, and just doing it. And the presence of the Holy Spirit filled my room. And the presence of Jesus was so, oh, just all around me. It's the best part of my weekend. <laughs> So around in the in the prayer room we talk we talk about a trust prayer. It's an acronym, okay, where each letter is the beginning of a word. So T, first one. So it's page four of your notes. Thank you. And you know, sometimes when we get stuck, whether we're in the prayer room or we're at home, we maybe you run out of things to pray or you just feel dull. I encourage you to come to this. And I just want to do this even right now. That we recognize his presence simply by thanking him for it. And so each one of us right now, just go ahead and close your eyes. And maybe put your hand either on your chest or on your abdomen. Just to signify the depths where he lives in you. Say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your bright presence in me. Thank you, I am yours. Come manifest yourself to me. And just become aware of his presence. Like the, he's the flame on the inside. He's the flame on the inside. Become aware of your spirit because you are joined to Holy Spirit. So we're honoring him by doing this. By acknowledging his presence in us. This is how we behold and know the Spirit. We gaze on Him in our inner man. He's right there. Thank you. 
beholding or seeing the spirit. And it suggests gazing into the bonfire of God's presence right there on your insides. Right here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Ah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so a couple scriptures. 2 Corinthians 3.18 But we all with unveiled face behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord what we were doing right then. We're beholding his glory. Like his glory on my insights. Yes, Christ in you. The hope of glory. Glory on the inside. This is page four. Kind of the top middle. In John 14, 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and he will be in you. Now he was talking to the disciples who had not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, who only knew Jesus after the flesh at this point. But we know him after the Spirit. So this isn't something we have to wait for. 1 Corinthians 6.17 The one who joins himself to the Lord, this is not in your notes, but it is in your Bible. 1 Corinthians 6.17 the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you're not your own? The helper called alongside the help that he may be with you forever. That's John 14, 16. Your body is a temple of the Lord. And yeah, we've heard that. We, we know these scriptures. The thing is that we haven't unwrapped them. This is the gift from him. He's like, take it another level. As much as you've unwrapped it, I challenge you, unwrap it some more. Spend time. Spend time with him. Spend time thanking him that he's come to dwell in your temple. I'm a temple of Holy Spirit. Like this is this is where He dwells. This is where He rests. He likes it here. He enjoys. He enjoys me. He enjoys living on my insides. He enjoys getting me prepared. He enjoys getting you prepared. He's, he enjoys when when we bring him the things that that he's put his finger on and said, that's not beautiful. He enjoys when you go, here, I'm giving it up. I give it to you. And he's like, oh, I love that. He doesn't go, ooh. He's like, oh, I love that heart. Okay, the next letter is R, for release revelation. We pray this all the time. And yet, Man, I need revelation. I've been here 16 years. And before that, doing this in my in my own home. You know, I didn't, didn't know there was a prayer room. I didn't know God was going to birth one a few blocks from my house at that time. Um, but release revelation. And this is a way that as we pray this, 
It builds relationship with him. So we're just going to ask him right now again. Holy Spirit, come. We're asking you to release the spirit of revelation on our hearts, Lord. Would you release to us the knowledge of Jesus? Would you release to us the beauty of the land? Would you take us deeper with revelation of who he is? Would you come and glorify Jesus? Glorify Jesus. Open our eyes to the, to the land, to the beauty of the land. You know, as we pray this, like most times, you're not going to get super zapped, pouty, and you're on the floor. Will happen though. But it, he releases small measures of power every time we pray it. Every time. On our mind and on our heart. But the power is real, even though, you know, you might not even feel anything, but know that he is releasing. When you ask him, this is according to, to his will. And if we ask anything of God according to his will, he hears us. And he will do it. So when we pray, release revelation on my heart, he is doing it. His heart, his word, his purpose to us. The seven, again, the seven spirits of God. And it, it's kind of like just how we have to eat day after day. And we need to take drinks through the day. That's how it is with him. It's not like you get the whole thing. Like you're born, you get a meal, and they go, okay, they've had their meal. Live your life. <laughs> no, you got to eat. You got to drink. You got to take in. And we need this every day and many times throughout the day. So we cultivate our friendship with the Spirit. And being careful not to quench or resist him. Um, but again, when we do, you know, he's, it's his faithfulness to let us know. That's his faithfulness. And I think repentance is the best word, one of the best words that there is. And conviction, that is so good. It's not to make us feel guilty and shameful. It's to release us. It's like just... Just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. So if we quench him or realize we resisted him, we come right away and it's not, you don't have to earn, you know, like being good for a certain amount of time, being faithful for a certain amount of time, and then he'll love me again. He just does. And he just removes it right away. He's so good. You is for use me. So we pray and we thank him. And I just, I just want to invite you into it. Holy Spirit, we ask you, would you use us? Use us. We want to hear what you're saying and say what you say. We want to feel what you're feeling more. We want to be in line with you. We want to be in agreement with you. We want to do things your way. We want to receive your creative ideas. We want to pray how you pray. We want to serve how you serve. We want to love how you love. Come and use us. Use us, we pray. In Jesus' name.
And one of the things with praying that he would use us is to stay away from the comparison game. To not say, well, I really like how you're using them, so use me like that. Or to feel like you're using them and it's, it's so good, but I could never. He doesn't want us to do that. It, that just pulls the plug on us, you know? He has all kinds of ways to use us, and he's made us all just so unique. And all of this showed just so many aspects of who he is and how he is and the way that he loves. And one person has this portion and another has that portion, and we all need each other. And maybe the way, you know, the way one person words their songs is so cool, but you know what? He loves your song. And he loves the song of somebody who can't sing a lick. Yeah. He loves her song, it moves his heart. Because yeah. he's hearing something past what we hear. Yeah. He's so good, mm-hmm. he's so good. So even Jesus didn't do everything the same way. I have here, like he healed blindness in five different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's creative. We don't have to be, do everything how that person did it. Listen to Holy Spirit. Listen to Holy Spirit. Sometimes somebody will be delivered when, when you just say the word in Jesus' name, demon, go. Sometimes you're fasting and you're praying because the Lord's told you, fast and pray for their deliverance. Sometimes, sometimes you may put your head on them and say, oh God, what is this? And right away he tells you and you go, in Jesus' name. And you see somebody set free. Sometimes it's by loving on somebody and maybe that thing just goes. So there's all kinds of ways. He's creative. So we don't have to be like each other. So the ways Jesus healed blindness, just an example. Uh, One was he touched them. Somebody else, it had to do with his touch and according to their faith. Um, Get this one. He led somebody out of the village and he spits on their eyes. You want to be obedient in that one? Uh, (laughs) um, Laying on of hands twice, a pronouncement, be healed. He spit on the ground and made mud and put it on their eyes. And then said, go wash it off. Well, yeah. (laughs) But they were healed. See, he wasn't trying to come up with crazy ideas. He's following what the Father's telling him to do. Right? He did what the Father was doing. He saw what he was doing, and he did it. I want to live more in this. I want to live more in this. I'm like, Lord, I want to see what you're doing. I want to hear what you're saying. I was talking with someone today who had just, they, they texted someone who wasn't, they're not a Christian yet. And they, they had texted him, the person that was sharing, they'd just been through all kinds of stuff this year. And they texted him, um, like, uh, about bringing, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And they texted back and said, you know, I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I believe, I believe there's something and the only other time I've heard something from that 
your book of prayers or whatever it is? It was that. Somebody told me that. <laughs> We're like, hmm. <laughs> like the Lord's moving. And it's just saying what he says. So your inheritance as sons, as daughters of God is, is that you're led by the Holy Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. So top of page five. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Like, we have a right because we're sons of God. We have a right to be led by the Spirit. And so we can tune in, even in the beginning of the day. Maybe when we get somewhere to work, to school, to the prayer room, when we get home, we stop for a second and say, Holy Spirit, use me. Okay, S is for strengthen me. So again, I just want to invite you in. Because, you know, if these words don't come off the page, they're nothing. We want them to come off the page. So let's just pray. Holy Spirit, living flame of love. Thank you for your indestructible love, peace, patience, self-control. Come and strengthen me, Holy Spirit. And right now, just ask each one here, Lord, to strengthen. Right now, because we're asking your strength, the spirit of divine might flowing into us, into the, into the very inner man. Just thank you. So, there's a common misunderstanding when we're trying to overcome the flesh um, by fighting it in the power of the flesh. Like, when we're impatient, going, I've got to be patient. You ever do that? Or maybe there's something for myself that came out of addictions and stuff, and there would be so many times I'd go, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to do that. I get, why was that? There's things that we, you know, I'm not going to blow up, I'm not going to blow up. You know, and then we have this volcano going inside. But when we have our focus and our fellowship on Holy Spirit, there's an overcoming that happens. We are strengthened. The key is turning our eyes up to Him when we're in battle instead of on ourselves, on the thing of the flesh that we're trying to overcome. So prayer isn't an exercise of meditating on our weakness or our problems. This is so hard. This is so hard. And, you know, that's not to invalidate the pain and, and his desire for us to come and say, this is so hard. But if we just stay there, there's times where I feel so locked up inside. Even when I come in in the morning, sometimes I feel so locked up and dry and tired and I'm trying to wake up. And... Holy Spirit will remind, remind me. Just look. Just look at me. And it's like a thaw begins to happen in my heart. So we don't over, overcome the flesh by gazing at the flesh, but we overcome the flesh by gazing at Him. Um, Holy Spirit empowers our emotions. And the emotional resources of the Spirit and the power of God on our emotions 
has nine facets, which we're probably all familiar with, but let's uh, look at those. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are such good words. First off, that's who he is. That's who he is. He's the result, or these are the, the fruit of the Spirit is like the result of him living on the inside. So we can come and say, Lord, I need, I need your patience. I'm calling on you. And we can ask, Holy Spirit, you who are in me, the fruit of your Spirit, that I would be patient through this. Fruit of your Spirit, that I could be kind right now, that my words wouldn't have an edge on them. So we focus on the presence of the indwelling Holy Spirit in our war against sin. And um, we walk in the Spirit or we walk in the light as a condition for overcoming. We remove darkness by turning on the light. It's simple, but to remember to do it. For the mindset on the flesh is death. But the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. And all it takes is one adjustment. Sometimes it takes our words. Like our words are kind of like a rudder. James talks about the tongue being a rudder. So when we want to, you know, we find ourselves like lost in the flesh, lost on our own flesh, the hopelessness, the despair about am I ever going to get through this thing? Will this set ever change in me? Whatever it is. You know, we might be going, ah, I need to change in me, change in me, change in me. Don't look at God, don't look at God. But when we go, Lord, I'm turning my vision. Come and strengthen me right now. I'm looking at you. You are this. You are love. You're joy. You come and strengthen me. You live inside. You are life and peace. And last, the last letter of trust T for teach me. And just one more time. Just go ahead and put your put your hand on your chest, on your abdomen. Consuming fire, teach me your ways. Teach us your ways. Holy Spirit, tonight, we love your ways. We love your thoughts. We love when you come and you open up who Jesus is. We love when you open our eyes to the beauty of the land. We love your fire on our insides. We're so thankful. Come and teach us. Come and teach us. And you know, he will do this not just through someone sitting up here and teaching or not just through putting on a podcast or, you know, putting on YouTube or going to church, but and all those are good. We just come with the word and we begin to talk to them about the word. Would you teach me? Teach me what does it mean to abide in you? What does it mean to abide in the love of Jesus? What does that mean? You know what? You might get a little bit. I encourage you to get a journal and be writing things down. Because 
because we, we forget so easy. Like just write it down and pray it back to him. Ask him, show me more. Show me more, teach me. And maybe we get a little bit today. And maybe in a couple more days, you get a little bit more. And maybe the next week when you're not even asking, like you're doing something else, and it clicks, something else clicks, and like, oh, he teaches us just ongoing, just ongoing. John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things I said to you. Wasn't that cool? Because these guys were going to write the Gospels. These guys were going to write the epistles. And for them to have the assurance that Holy Spirit would bring to their remembrance what they needed to remember of him. Remember when Jesus said this? Write it down. You know, that, that series, The Chosen, I thought they, they did that really well uh, when John was writing. Oh, oh, I remember. You know, it was just cool. But it was like an assurance they were going to hear. Uh, 1 John 2.27 but the anointing which you've received from him abides in you. And you don't need any, that anyone teach you. That does not mean you don't need anyone to teach you. But it means you can hear for yourself. Yes, you can receive from others. But you, when there's no one else around, when you feel alone, you can hear from him. And you can be taught by him. Just as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and isn't a lie. And just as it's taught you, you will abide in him. You will abide in him. Um, John 16, verses 14 and 15. I'm closing up here. He the Spirit shall glorify me, Jesus said, for he shall take of mine and disclose it to you. This is, this is his word. He's going to take what belongs to Jesus. He's going to open it up. All the things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. So I want to encourage us to receive, to cherish, to use, to converse with, to get to know this matan, this gift of Holy Spirit that our bridegroom Jesus has given to us. Holy Spirit who reveals the heights and the depths and the lengths of the love of God in Christ. Holy Spirit who will reveal Jesus. So I'm going to close with a couple of quotes from uh, this guy McLaren. He uh, has written some commentaries. He's one of my favorites. Um, he says, So believe a great deal more definitely in and seek a great deal more consciously and earnestly, and use a great deal more diligently and honestly that divine spirit who is given to us all. Like, let's not take him lightly, but let's, let's take it to the full extent. I mean, if he's giving the spirit without measure, and all the belongs to Jesus, he's going to disclose to us. 
if we won't ask? Then let's ask. Let's go after him intentionally. And then he says this, the loftiest thought of what the divine spirit does for the Christian heart is that it shows him, it shows Jesus visible though absent. So we don't see him in the flesh, but Holy Spirit actually makes it so we can see Jesus. He's a beautiful gift and a wonderful gift. And there's so much more. same relationship with Jesus. Jesus said, okay, so Jesus had already stated earlier like that Jesus didn't do anything but what he saw the Father doing, that he didn't speak on his own initiative. So Jesus says that about Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit won't speak on his own initiative. He's going to... Uh,